FCS Nation, it's time for your show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm coming to you from the flagship station of FCS Nation, Fox Sports, 1450 and 92.7 KGRZ in Missoula, Montana. Have some changes this year. Mr. Chris Callum is retired. I'd be remiss if I didn't thank Chris for his years of service on this show. We wouldn't be where we are as an entity without the labor and the good work by Mr. Chris Callum. So thank you, Chris. Introduce the new co-host of the show, Mr. Stone Lebanowicz. You might have heard of Stone. He was a quarterback at Southern Illinois. Stone, really glad to have you, brother. No, I'm glad to be a part of this, Kevin. FCS Nation is growing in popularity. People listen to what you and Chris have had to say for years now. So the fact that I can be a part of this, I tell you what, I am very excited. Now, you've moved into a broadcasting career. How is that different? Uh, Is it a little bit easier than trying to dodge 300-pound defensive linemen? I tell you what, it is a hell of a lot easier. So I was a radio, television, digital media major at Southern Illinois. So it was always a passion of mine. And as soon as I graduated, as soon as I got my degree, I ran down here to West Palm Beach, sunny South Florida. Man, I'm on the mic for hours upon hours of the day, co-host and uh, produce a few of the shows we have here, do stuff on the weekends. And it is one of the best things that I I could have ever imagined myself doing. Me and you, what we're doing right now is giving information to people that, that in their lives they need for the sport that they follow, which is football. And in this case, FCS football, people are passionate about it. And the fact that we can sit behind a microphone and give people stats and information that better their lives and help them make money and help them just kind of be bigger fans of the teams they are. I I can't tell you how awesome I feel about that in general. Well, you pulled off the reverse Kevin Marshall. I had to go from South Carolina to Montana to start this show. (laughs) You go from Southern Illinois to sunny Florida. I can't say I'm a little bit envious, bro. No, I hear you. I hear you. The fact that I don't have to buy jackets, that I don't have to wear beanies anymore, and that I can go back to my thong flip-flops, I think that's been my favorite part of the move, to be honest with you. Yeah, rub it in a little bit, man. Let's just get right to the top 25. Now, there's not an official top 25, and I figure that the FCS Nation top 25 is as good, if not better, than any. So let's just get right to it. Number one, no surprise, the North Dakota State Bison. Number two, the Montana Grizzlies. Number three, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Number four, the Missouri State Bears. And number five, the Sacramento State Hornets. Stone, you got a couple of teams there where the playoffs didn't really go as planned last year, especially Missouri State and Sacramento State. Now, I have them ranked a little bit higher than some people do. I'm a big believer in Bobby Petrino, and I'm a big believer in Troy Taylor. You got any problem with my top five? Absolutely not. You pair Bobby Petrino with a very capable quarterback in Jason Shelley. I mean, that's the recipe right there. Those are the two things you need to get ranked inside the top five in the FCS, and I think that pair goes well together. And then you go over to North Dakota State, and I think this is the first time that they haven't really had a quarterback controversy. You know, that narrative going around. They brought in Patterson, and everybody thought he was a surefire guy for them going into the season, and then all of a sudden, Cam Miller kept getting reps, and there's somebody who kind of tries to stay out of the media for the most part, but now we know why that Cam Miller was getting reps, and the fact that he can take full charge of this offense paired with that offensive lineman, I'm looking forward to them. I think they are a great number one and most states a great number four and of course I have no problem with Montana in that defense at number two in South Dakota State man they're just a staple so no problem Kev well look you mentioned Cam Miller man it's easy to root for a guy like that oh it? yeah they seem to have brought in you know a bunch of FBS transfers to try to replace him and instead of hitting the portal because it's easy he stayed and fought and that was hard and he's won every battle easy to root for a young man like that 
100%. And, and I think a fan base like North Dakota State's respects that. And it's on brand for them. So I expect big things from Cam. Number six, the Tennessee State Buccaneers. Number seven, the Montana State Bobcats. Number eight, the Southern Illinois Salukis. Number nine is Villanova. And number 10 is Stephen F. Austin. I know you like seeing your Salukis there at number eight, Stone. East Tennessee State, I think it's a lot's going to ride on what kind of season they have versus if their new head coach comes in and doesn't try to fix something that obviously ain't broke. ETSU had a fine season last year. They do lose some guys, but I expect the Buccaneers to reload. Montana State's a little lower in our poll than it is in some, mostly because they're having to replace some offensive linemen who played there for years, and I think they might be a little slow coming out of the gate. I expect them to move up with a bullet as the season goes on. What do you think about that group of five? I mean, I think, again, Kev, you nailed it. We nailed it. I love Southern Illinois at eight. I think they lost a lot of guys on defense, but Coach Nick Hill doing what he does best and bringing guys in, recruiting is his forte. 18 Division I transfers, five of them FCS, 13 FBS, and 11 of those 13 are on the defensive side where they lost everybody. No worries on the offensive side with guys like Javon Williams and Avante Cox. So I think they're beautifully placed at eight. I think when you mention Montana State and how they have to replace guys in the offensive line, it makes it a lot easier when you have a guy like Tommy Malott. He's able to keep these guys calm and take them through the playbook on a personal level because they've seen him lead the charge already. So I don't really worry about that offensive line, to be honest with you. Number 11, the Chattanooga Mox. Number 12, Kennesaw State. Number 13, the Eastern Washington Eagles. Number 14, the Southeastern Louisiana Lions. And number 15 is Incarnate Word. Man, you look at that 13 through 15, and it's replacing quarterbacks is you know, record-setting type quarterback mm-hmm. is, the, is the mantra there. Chattanooga, who knows what to expect from them. They've been kind of up and down, highly ranked before, but the SOCON is a grind. And Kennesaw, I wonder if this season is going to be a little bit different for the Kennesaw State Owls. When you look at who they're going to have to play in conference, it's a whole lot tougher this year than it's ever been for the Owls. Yeah, and replacing Eric Berrier for Eastern Washington, that's hard to do. He was so explosive The offensive coordinator had a very easy job calling plays because you knew that if plays broke down, if you kind of got a defense disguise that you you weren't expecting, he was able to do it with his legs or extend the play to kind of throw it down the field. And then I really, really want to talk about Incarnate Word because as you check Twitter, they are so low on these guys and you've even taken some slack for having them rank so high. But Lindsey Scott Jr., who played quarterback at Nichols, who actually had his way with Incarnate Word in the spring of 2021, I am so high on him. I expect huge numbers. And I know they lost one of their giant coaches there who was a big part of their success, but I don't think they drop off like a lot of people think they will this season. I have a lot of respect for Incarnate Word, and they see my Salukis week one. Number 16, the Delaware Blue Hens. Number 17, Tennessee Martin. Number 18, the Mercer Bears. Number 19, the Richmond Spiders. And number 20 is Jackson State. If you look at that group, Stone, Mercer, this is a prove-it year for them. Last year, they felt like they were snubbed from the playoffs. Had a problem reaching that D1 threshold for wins. Tennessee Martin, all they did was knock out Missouri State. Delaware, I'll tell you what. You bring in a new coach, Ryan Carty, never been a head coach before, right into the pressure cooker. It's nice when you have a quarterback, though, like Nolan Henderson to lean on. And Henderson's a player. He's a tough young man. Richmond, bring in the two transfers from VMI, Reese Yudinski 
and Jacob Harris. They're going to put up prolific numbers. Richmond will go as far as their defense can carry him. Yeah, not enough is said about what Richmond and that staff has been able to do on the recruiting front. To bring in a guy like Jake Harris is huge, especially a guy coming from the FCS, right? A VMI All-American. I love where they're placed at 19 because I think we're giving them a really good opportunity to kind of get lower as they win some of these early games that I expect them to. So I think 19 is a good spot for Richmond. And you did mention that Delaware hands quarterback, man. Henderson says all the right things in interviews. Me personally, being a young guy, that's kind of where I go first. I like to hear how a quarterback talks, how he walks. And I think Henderson says all the right things, does all the right things in the right way so Delaware 16 man they're going to go lower and lower on the list of the season goes on and I expect again big things for the hands as we've seen in recent seasons Jackson State obviously there's no lack of media attention mm-hmm. on that program with coach Deion Sanders there bring in the number one recruit uh, in the in the entire country and that sets off a firestorm I thought it was kind of telling that you know uh Big-time recruit goes to an FCS school, and all of a sudden we start hearing some of our FBS brethren crying like they're entitled to every good football player in the country at that level, Stone. Yeah, I mean, it was just a matter of time until Deion Sanders got his hands on recruiting these FCS guys, let alone a guy like Travis Hunter, the number one athlete in the country in his class. He's been able to recruit an offensive line, recruit a defensive line, which was kind of a weak point. Number 21, Northern Iowa. Number 22 is Weber State. Number 23 is the South Carolina State Bulldogs. Number 24 is South Dakota. And rounding out the FCS Nation top 25, is Holy Cross. Want to talk about Northern Iowa. They seem to always be here. And look, they're a team that consistently overschedules out of conference and you think they're buried uh, halfway through the year. But man, Mark Farley and his bunch always do like kind of an undertaker deal, right? They sit straight up and they're there come Selection Sunday. Welcome back to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Here's some audio from CAA Media Day. Well, let's hear from Richmond Spiders head coach Russ Huseman and seniors Aaron Dykes and Tristan Miller. Russ, I'll start with you. Last season uh, certainly finished in a, in, in a strong way on a four-game winning streak. How much uh, momentum does that and motivation does that provide going into this season for you guys? Well, I mean, obviously that was last season, and awful proud of our guys at 2-5. and five. Uh, not a single guy gave up and quit on us and um, went on went on a little streak there, four games at the end of the season. You know, made us feel a little bit better about the season. Not great. Six and five wasn't good enough. But, uh, you know, for our guys to to win their last four uh, and and do what they did at the end of the season, I was awfully proud of them. And, and I thought they did a tremendous job of hanging with us, the coaches, the players together. And, um, so finishing up was really good, but it's a new year, new spring, new summer, new everything. How about uh, Aaron and, and Tristan for you guys? Uh, same way, you obviously finished the season strong. Does that has that provided more motivation this summer to to take the next step and get the, the Spiders back into being a playoff team? Uh, yeah, I mean, it gave us a lot of motivation. Uh, and in the season like that, showed that we did have the talent and the ability to make the plays that we needed to win games. And going into this summer, we knew. That we that something had to change, and uh, as captains, we decided to make a motto as finished because some of the games last year we didn't finish, and we didn't finish drive at Elon, didn't finish a game at Villanova, and we win one of those two games, we probably make the playoffs uh, as a um, as a bid. I mean, so this summer we worked on in everything in the weight room. When you have one more rep, finish it. When you have one more whatever, finish it. It's just getting everything done. It all translates to the field and to Saturdays. 
Yeah, 100%. Obviously, it didn't go the way he wanted to, and football is an unpredictable game. A lot of things happen. Some some guys went down like Joe Mancuso, but uh, either way, the team's got to rally and, and uh, pick up uh, for the other guys. And I think going into the offseason, um, it really changed how we looked at it. A lot of guys uh, found out ways to get back on campus in the first summer session, um, even when they couldn't. I mean, they slept on couches and, and did everything they could to just be there because they knew in order for us to take that next step, they had to be on campus and we had to compete with guys, uh, push each other in the weight room and on the field. And I think this was one of our most productive all seasons and it's going to show going into the season. We'll open up for some media questions. Start with John O'Connor. Go ahead, John. Thanks, Rob. Coach Huseman, you bring in some transfers on offense in particular with a quarterback and a couple of receivers and the offensive coordinator, Coach Kosh, as well. Can you talk about how that can be a – cohesive right off the bat this season? Well, we had reached all spring, which was huge for him and us and, and our players to get acclimated to him. Um, Jake, we had uh, most of the summer. Uh, he got here in May, I think, Jake Harris. And I think he fit in really well with our team. Uh, both those guys are very humble people. Uh, they they know they have to earn the right to play, uh, but they've been great additions. And then the other transfer uh, from Maryland was Nick DeGenero and an offensive lineman from Rice, and they've both been here this summer too. So I think I think it's it's uh, uh, they've gelled pretty well with our team. Uh, obviously, our guys will welcome anybody that can help them win football games, and I think our guys see those those four as people that can help us win games. Thank you, Coach. I wonder if you might address uh, how Richmond takes the next next step. The Spiders have been sort of a middle-of-the-pack team, maybe a touch higher over the last few years. How do you elevate? Well, you know, Aaron talked about it, and I met with the captains, and, and, and I think uh, both Tristan and Aaron are captains this year. And, you know, they talked about finishing. Uh, they talked about taking it one game at a time. Um, you know, we had a chance against Villanova. Um you know, we, we had a couple opportunities against Elon, couldn't get it in. Um, so, you know, we were, uh, you know, we throw an interception in the end zone against Stony Brook to make that a one score game. So, you know, we got to finish, or we got to play better at the end of games in certain games. Uh, I think as the year went on towards the end, we, we played better. We finished games. Um, you know, the, those last four games, we actually, uh, looked like a really good football team and, 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 a team that could have played with with anybody if we would have gotten the playoffs if, if we had one more win there. But a lot of guys, I mean, Rhode Island gets one more. They can play with anybody. Elon gets one more. There, there are so many teams that you just get one more game and you're in the playoffs. And, you know, we were one of those teams. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I like our team. And we just – we got to finish some of those games at the end then. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Aaron, uh, Coach talked about, uh, and John talked about uh, Coach Kosh coming in and some of the transfers. You have been an extremely versatile guy, contributing as a runner and a receiver and a returner and all those guys. With with the new offense and and, and some of the new guys, do you feel like you can have a similar role this season? Uh, yes, sir. I think I can have a similar role, but also with Coach Kosh and some of the other guys coming in, it also expands some of the roles for some of the guys on the team. I think we have a lot of weapons on offense that at times didn't show 
through what we were doing last year offensively. But uh, some of the things Coach Kosh is doing is uh, getting the balls to our athletes in space, which is I think will be great and helping us move the ball. I mean, I think it will make us less predictable in some situations because we have four or five guys on the field who can touch the ball and make plays when it's in their hands. So I think it will be exciting in that sense. We got Daryl back. Daryl, you had a question? Yeah, I do. I appreciate it. Thank y'all um, for the opportunity. Uh, Darrell Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports. Um, I kind of wanted to ask everybody, um, you know, last year you guys um, had a really tough game against Virginia Tech, had an opportunity to pe- kind of pull that off. Uh, but, you know, at the end, you know, obviously Tech was able to pull it away. Now you take on Virginia this year. Are you guys ready, um, you know, again this year to maybe – Give another run at, at Virginia and, and maybe maybe pull off the upset this time around. Do you think that you guys are ready to make that leap this time around? Yeah, I would say we we are for sure. I mean, uh, we never try to overhype a game, even it being at a conference FBS game. Uh, we go into it like we do every week with a one and zero mentality. Um, we'll compete all week and and go into it with our game plan. Tory Pines Pub in Las Vegas, Nevada. Whether you're looking for a cold drink on a hot day or a place to try out that hot hand when you're feeling lucky, Tory Pines Pub has what you're looking for. Tory Pines Pub caters to sports fans and hosts Montana Grizzlies games every football season. Not only are you going to find the Grizz on TV, but if you ask them, they'll put on whatever FCS game you want. So when you're in Las Vegas, make your way to the corner of Tory Pines and Lake Mead Boulevard to the Tory Pines Pub and tell them FCS Nation sent you. ToryPinesPub.com Hi there, this is Flash from Bikers Against Bullies USA. We are a not-for-profit group created by bikers, but not limited to bikers. We are committed to creating awareness and educating both kids and adults on the benefits of living in a society of respect for each other combined with self-empowerment. Bikers Against Bullies USA was started in Missoula, Montana. The very real fact is that kids are kids, and they're dying by their own hands each week due to the insidious nature of the psychological and emotional trauma created by today's bullying attempts. Our personal philosophy is that one dead child is one too many. I personally ask you to stand up, support us, and by doing so, you're making a difference. We cannot change things without you, your support, and I thank you in advance. You can get a hold of us at BikersAgainstBulliesUSA.com or Facebook, Bikers Against Bullies USA. If you're ever in Traverse City, Michigan, stop into Brick Wheels, one of the best bicycle stores in America. You can enjoy that beautiful part of these United States on a bicycle. Road bikes, mountain bikes, fat bikes, even electric assist. And if you go into Brick Wheels and you say, go Grizz, go Bison, go Cadets, or whatever your FCS team name is, you'll get 20% off your purchase. So if you're in Traverse City, Michigan, go into Brick Wheels, talk some FCS football, get 20% off. That's Brick Wheels, Brick wheels.com. I'm DJ Coulter from Fargo, North Dakota. Welcome to American Family Insurance. I understand that choosing the proper insurance protection can be overwhelming. That's why it's so important to find someone you can rely on for trusted advice. As your American Family Insurance agent, I'll work hard to earn your trust and I look forward to helping you find the right insurance solutions 
for years to come. Area code 701-235-6641. Or better than that, drop by and see DJ at American Family Insurance at 4215 31st Avenue South, Suite B in Fargo, North Dakota. DJCoulter.com. Blaine McElmurray specializes in bringing your dream home to reality. Blaine and his team have been building beautiful custom single-family and multi-family homes since his return from the NFL in 2003. And Blaine hires only the best subcontractors to work on your home. Blaine has competed in the Parade of Homes only two times, but in those two times, he's won six of the eight awards. Give him a call. If you can dream it, he can build it. To see some of his work or for contact information, go to McElmurrayHomes.net. That's M-C-E-L-M-U-R-R-Y Homes.net. Let McElmurray Homes exceed your expectations. Hanging with us during the break, you're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Networks. Now, time for Stone Levanowitz and I to take a trip around FCS Nation and preview some of the biggest games taking place in Week Zero and the Thursday and Friday games from Week One. Up first, Austin P is at Western Kentucky. Stone. Austin P got a puncher's chance in this one. What do you think? Yeah, I think the Hilltoppers are on high upset alert. I'm actually very close to the Western Kentucky quarterback, Austin Reed, shared the quarterback room in Southern Illinois. He's told me one thing in a phone conversation this week. Austin P's defense is damn good. Look out for Shamari Simmons, the safety, preseason ace on All-American, former community college kid. He's got the swagger. He's got the sauce. I expect an INT from him, but I do give them a puncher's chance here. Idaho State is at UNLV. UNLV got beat by Eastern Washington last year. Idaho State's not Eastern Washington, but nobody knows what they're going to do. New head coach, new offensive system, new defensive system. Maybe they'll hang around for a while. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. UNLV's got quarterback problems. They've yet to name a starter going into this game. It's between Doug Brumfield, Harrison Bailey, former five-star FBS player, and Cameron Fryle, a freshman they had last year. But, Kevin, I'm not going to lie. I don't think Idaho State can score enough points in this game to keep it close. Number 10, Stephen F. Alston versus Jacksonville State in the FCS kickoff. Look, Stephen F. Alston, they got some dudes on the defensive line. And they have recruited so well, they've got several of those dudes at each position. I wouldn't be worried about Jacksonville State playing with more scholarships this year because of the transition to the FBS. Jacksonville State's not going to wear SFA out going to be a really good football game but if Stephen f austin is who we think they are they'll handle jacksonville state i believe yeah go back and look at Stephen f austin's performances early on in the season i mean last year for instance they hung around with texas tech lost 22 to 28 i believe and these guys come out firing they got guys up front like you mentioned i expect that d-line and the rest of the defense to wreak havoc on jacksonville state looking forward to our 10th ranked team uh, kind of doing business week one duquesne is at florida state of the fbs duquesne has given some FBS teams trouble. Now, none of them of the caliber of the Florida State Seminoles, or at least the reputation of the Florida State Seminoles, right? They haven't really been themselves for a minute. So we'll see what happens. But Duquesne at Florida State of the FBS. Yeah, I don't expect Duquesne to do much here. I think Florida State has a chip on their shoulder. But yeah, like you mentioned, they have done some things to some FBS teams early on in the season. Last season, they beat Ohio by two points and were 29-point underdogs, pushed with TCU, and they were 42-point underdogs. So whatever that spread is, I guess look for Duquesne to kind of keep it close in that sense. But as far as winning the game, no way. 
Moorhead State is at number 18, Mercer. If you're Mercer, man, if you think this is your year where you're going to win the SOCON automatic bid to the playoffs, it has to start this week against Moorhead State at home. You'd better handle that business. Plain and simple. Got to handle business. Bad taste in your mouth because you guys got snubbed from the playoff last year. So expect them to handle business week one. Uh, I have no doubts in those bears. Bama State is at Howard. This will be a sneaky good ball game, Stone. I think Howard's underrated. Alabama State, man, they need some offense. We'll see what happens, brother. Yeah, Kev, Miag versus Swack, that challenge is always special. I do think Howard's a little underrated. I agree with you on that, but I don't think either of these teams are expected to compete for a conference title. So kind of up in the air what we're going to see. Florida A&M is at North Carolina of the FBS. Last time we saw Florida A&M, didn't go so well against Southeastern Louisiana and the FCS playoffs against the Lions defense that wasn't all that good. They'll see a much better defense against the North Carolina Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. Yeah, I don't know if you use this game as a gauge, right? Because I don't think they have a puncher's chance, but they were a playoff contending team last year. So when, when it comes to this game, you want to put good things on film and you want to keep your guys healthy. But yeah, I think UNC and Mac Brown run away with this one early. And normally we talk about the FBS team looking ahead when they're playing an FCS team, right? Maybe they're looking ahead to next week. But if you're Florida A&M, boy, howdy, you're probably already looking ahead to the next (laughs) week against Jackson State, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Tough spot to be in. Time for a quick timeout. Let's hear from our sponsors in the NCAA. In the NCAA Division I Football Championship Subdivision, the game is played with perseverance, integrity, passion, character, and sportsmanship. As he works to honor the game and respect his teammates, opponents, officials, and fans, every FCS player grows in his responsibilities as a student and as a member of his campus and community. Dedicated to personal growth and success in the classroom, the NCAA Division I FCS. Every down, every day. Ah, the dog days of summer are here. But the howling winds of winter will be blowing in soon. So act fast. Renewal by Anderson's Dog Days of Summer sale is on, and it's simply incredible. You can get the best replacement windows anywhere now with no payments for two whole years. You heard me, two years. Renewal by Anderson's awesome Fibrex windows are the best in the industry. Increase the value of your home. Save money on your energy bills every single day. Make life at home for your family so much more quiet and secure. Grab the Dog Days of Summer sale deal from Renewal by Anderson. Listen to this, 20% off every window and door. No money down, no interest. No payments for two whole years. This is the only time of the year when Renewal by Anderson offers 24 months, same as cash, two years. It's awesome. Stay out of the doghouse. Visit rbamontana.com now. Call today to schedule your free in-home consultation. Don't wait. This deal ends August 31st. Two years, no payments. That's nothing to growl about. rbamontana.com. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real man of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. T-shirt launcher inventor. Mr. T-shirt launcher inventor. Not satisfied with standard souvenir distribution, you created a device with enough kick to dislocate a mascot's shoulder. Someone get a stretcher. Courtside, luxury box, upper deck. Your high-powered cotton cannon makes every section the nosebleed section. Hit the deck. So simple, anyone can operate it. 
after a background check, a training course, and a five-day waiting period. It only shoots T-shirts. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light marksman of the mezzanine, because we know you'll give us the shirt off your back at 180 feet per second. Mr. T-shirt launching there. Bud Light beer at Isabush, St. Louis, Missouri. For more than 30 years, the NCAA Division I Football Championship Subdivision has helped athletes achieve their dreams. The dream of playing football and hearing the home crowd cheer time after time. The dream of competing for a national championship. The dream of an excellent education. The dream of becoming a leader. And the dream of playing the right way with sportsmanship. NCAA Division I Football. It's not a dream. Come see for yourself. Thursday and Friday, the best games on those two days in FCS football. Number four, Missouri State is at Central Arkansas on the stripes down there in Conway, Arkansas. Missouri State, kind of the same story as Mercer, except they have to go on the road. Central Arkansas, historically a tough program. Missouri State, if you are who you think you are, Bobby Petrino, I believe, will have them ready to go. There's been a lot of hype. Let's see if they can begin to start to live up to it. A lot of hype, but I don't worry about Bobby Petrino. You know why? Because he's a defensive genius. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, if you pair a defense up with a really capable quarterback, good things are expected. So Jason Shelley, if you're listening, you got to trust Bobby. Got to trust that defense. Do not turn the ball over and you guys will win this game. Number 12, Kennesaw State is at Samford. Well, they say that styles make fights, and the styles in this one couldn't be more different. Kennesaw State runs a beautiful triple option. When that offense is executed perfectly, it's a thing of beauty. Samford, air raid, pass it 60 times probably. And if that doesn't work, well, then maybe they'll try to get to 70. This game, really tough to pick. You wonder how many possessions they're going to be, Stone. I'm looking forward to this one. Smash Mouth football versus kind of uh, finesse football. We'll see what happens. Should be a good one. Old school versus new school. I expect Kennesaw State to impose their will up front with that offensive line, and I do think they control the clock, keep this low scoring if they can manage to you know, get a few turnovers from that air raid offense. But, uh, yeah, I am excited for this one as well. Monmouth. Is that New Hampshire? CAA debut for Monmouth. Tony Musket, the quarterback. Man, he's a good one. I think UNH probably has enough on the defensive side of the ball to counter that, but we'll see. Let's all remember, in the spring season, Monmouth was one play away from beating Sam Houston at Sam Houston and advancing in those playoffs. Monmouth got close to that mountaintop. Let's see if Musket can lead him in the CAA. I think Monmouth has a lot in store for everybody. I feel like there are guys still on that team that came close to taking out Sam Houston State. So I think there's still a lingering bad taste in your mouth if you count 2021 as one season, as a lot of us FCS people do. So yeah, I expect them to cruise in this one. Rhode Island is at Stony Brook. Another big-time CAA matchup in Week 1. Not sure I like the conference matchups in Week 1, but I digress. Rhode Island, man, 
they were close to. Love their head coach. Stony Brook also loved their head coach. These are two teams that maybe, you know, Rhode Island has more expectations, but Stony Brook's been decent for a while. This will be a really a good ball game at Stony Brook. Uh, Rhode Island's quarterback, Kasim Hill, man, he is a leader, man. He's a veteran guy. And watching some of their stuff on Twitter that their media, you know, people post, he's vocal. And I think the resurgence from these Rams is good to see. And I think there's an argument that you could throw these guys in the top 25. So, so I expect big things from Rhode Island. The Citadel is at Campbell. Campbell has recruited exceedingly well. But are those guys ready to play? A lot of them, probably not. I don't believe any of these coaches from Campbell, a lot of them are former NFL players, have seen the triple option probably since midget football. I think there's an advantage there for the Citadel. They want to run the football. They are going to throw it a little bit more this season, as they've threatened to do in just about every season. Should be a really good ball game in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Whoever wins this one is off to a hot start and can springboard to a really good season. Yeah, I expect the Citadel Bulldogs to come out guns blazing. Just look how they ended the season last year, Kevin. 45-44 win in Wofford in overtime, and then closing out the season with a giant win over UT Chattanooga. Yeah, I love the Citadel here, and I think they get this done by seven or more. Virginia Military Institute is at number 22, Wake Forest. You might wonder, why are we previewing this one? Well, this ranking for Wake Forest was before their quarterback stepped away for a little bit. VMI, they're going to have a solid quarterback. And of all the air raid teams in the country, VMI plays the most defense of any of them. This could be a really good ball game. Oddly enough, Kevin, this has the same feel as the Sanford-Florida Gator game last year. You cause a few turnovers early, and you got a ball game on your hands. I do think VMI can score in bunches, even without Jake Harris. So, interesting matchup because Sam Hartman's not under center for the Wake Forest Deacons. North Alabama hits the road to take on Indiana State. And now that we mentioned Indiana State, horrible tragedy involving their football players this past week. Our prayers go out to the program and to the Sycamore community. Let's talk about the game. North Alabama, Stone, finally eligible for everything. Indiana State, they've been getting a little better. This will be a good matchup for both to measure how far they've come. From my experiences, I think the Sycamore's biggest problem is when they face teams with consistency. And going back and watching someone, some of UNA quarterbacks, Rhett Files film, that's what he does. He completes balls at a very high percentage, so I think that they end up wearing the Sycamore defense down as the game goes on and stretch that lead out in the second half. Are you played by foreclosure? Well, here at Jim Lott and Matey, we can stop your foreclosure now. We're a mortgage rescue company, and for the small fee of everything you hold dear, we will negotiate with your lender on your behalf. Call Jim Lott and Matey at 1-800-YAR-YAR. That's 1-800-YAR-YAR-YAR. If you're facing foreclosure, talk to the right people. Speak with HUD-approved housing counselors free of charge at 888-995-HOPE. Brought to you by NeighborWorks America and the Ad Council. For more than 30 years, the NCAA Division I Football Championship Subdivision has helped athletes achieve their dreams. The dream of playing football and hearing the home crowd cheer time after time. The dream of competing for a national championship. The dream of an excellent education. The dream of becoming a leader. And the dream of playing the right way with sportsmanship. NCAA Division I football. It's not a dream. Come see for yourself. 
Honey? Yeah. I feel weird. What do you mean? I think I feel happy, satisfied, uh-huh. like inner peace is inside of me, comfortable in my own skin. Oh, well, I know why. It must be all the yoga I'm doing. No, it's our new replacement windows from Renewal by Anderson. I don't think so. Every morning I get up, I do my yoga, and I chant, I am good, life is good, while in down dog. And honey, that is good, but our Renewal by Anderson Fibrex windows are keeping the house perfectly temperate, so you're comfortable. No, 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 it's the chanting, I am good, life no, no. is good. You should try it, and you would feel more inner peace, too. All right, I'll try it. All right, take All right. a deep breath mm-hmm. in through your nose, put your hands on the ground. Okay. All right, push your butt up in the air, start your chant. Okay, Renewal by Anderson, hassle-free, energy-efficient, low-maintenance windows with a professional perfect fit. That's your chant? It brings me inner peace. Okay, I'll try it. Okay. Renewal by Anderson, hassle-free, energy-efficient, low-maintenance windows with a professional perfect fit. Oh, my back. Bring your butt down. For a perfect fit, call Renewal by Anderson of Montana, 406-206-9591. Clarksville Academy, a once-in-a-lifetime experience every day. Located in downtown Clarksville, Tennessee, CA is a pre-K through 12th grade independent school providing a college preparatory education which develops academic, artistic, athletic, and leadership skills. With a unique college campus-like environment, Clarksville Academy allows opportunities for young and older students to work together in shared learning experiences. To learn more about the CA difference, schedule your personalized tour at clarksvilleacademy.com today. In the NCAA Division I Football Championship Subdivision, the game is played with perseverance, integrity, passion, character, and sportsmanship. As he works to honor the game and respect his teammates, opponents, officials, and fans, every FCS player grows in his responsibilities as a student and as a member of his campus and community. Dedicated to personal growth and success in the classroom, the NCAA Division I FCS. Every down, every day. Hi there, this is Flash from Bikers Against Bullies USA. And we are a not-for-profit group created by bikers, but not limited to bikers. We are committed to creating awareness and educating both kids and adults on the benefits of living in a society of respect for each other combined with self-empowerment. Bikers Against Bullies USA was started in Missoula, Montana. The very real fact is that kids are kids, and they're dying by their own hands each week due to the insidious nature of the psychological and emotional trauma created by today's bullying attempts. Our personal philosophy is that one dead child is one too many. I personally ask you to stand up, support us, and by doing so, you're making a difference. We cannot change things without you, your support, and I thank you in advance. You can get a hold of us at BikersAgainstBulliesUSA.com or Facebook, Bikers Against Bullies USA. Thanks for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Joining me now is the senior FCS analyst for Hero Sports, Sam Herder. Sam, what's going on, boss man? Oh, not a whole lot. Excited to uh, talk some FCS football with you, and I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Sam, I do want to give you an opportunity before we get things going. I got some questions for you, but plug yourself in. I love following you. I feel like you have 300 different jobs, though. Who the hell is Sam Herder employed by? 
<laughs> uh, so we, I, I write for a website called Hero Sports, which is now owned by BetMGM. Uh, BetMGM bought Hero Sports a couple of years ago. Uh, so HeroSports.com is where you can find all of our FCS football content. I'm also on Twitter at Sam Herter. FCS, uh, tweeting a whole lot of different angles, whether on field or off the field, uh, about the FCS. So uh, give me a follow there. Awesome, awesome. Let's get things going. Like I said, I got a few questions for you. I wanted to start off with this, though. As I monitor social media, podcasts, and all these interviews, there's this narrative being thrown around. You know, with teams leaving the FCS, like a Sam Houston State, like a Jacksonville State, we all know they're headed to Conference USA in 2023, that the FCS is becoming diluted now. That sooner or later... There's going to be no more teams contending North Dakota State, right? We all know they've won nine of the past 11 national championships. But can you tell everybody, all the listeners, all the audience, why the FCS is still in good shape and what there is to look forward to each and every year going forward? Yeah, I think one thing with the FCS is change always happens, you know, in the in the four or five decades of the FCS. Uh, change has always happened where there's always, you know, the top three or four teams moving on, whether you go all the way back to Boise State or you go back a little bit more recently to like the Coastal Carolina and App State, Georgia Southerns of the world. And now recently, obviously, you have James Madison, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State. And so stuff like this has always happened in the FCS and more teams step up. I, I do think there is a bit of a concern, though, just with the fact that the top team hasn't moved up. Um, you know, in the past, whether it was like a Marshall or a Boise State, you know, teams that have been at the top of the FCS have moved on. Now, North Dakota State has stayed in the FCS, um, and that's probably a whole different interview right there on why they stayed the F- in the FCS. Yeah. You know, you have, you, have to get, you have to get that FBS invite that they want, uh, you know, geographically very challenging for them. Uh, so I think that is one concern where, yes, when you have these three teams moving on, uh, you know, other teams will step up in their place, but you still have the top team in North Dakota State who it's going to be hard to get that train off the tracks. And when you have three, you know, pretty good teams, pretty elite teams leaving the FCS, I think that is a concern. But at the same time, um, I think you see a lot of teams like South Dakota State, the Montana schools, possibly like a Delaware, Stephen F. Austin. You're starting to see some teams rise up that can hopefully challenge North Dakota State pretty soon. I had to ask you that, Sam, because I get a sense that there's some state of panic, right? We see it at the FBS level. Teams leaving the Pac-12, going to the Big Ten, teams we never would have thought. And I was like, you know what? Let me ask the guy who knows, because there's no reason to panic. And I, I love all the points you brought up. But, Sam, as you know, football is upon us. What games have you circled as far as Week 0 and Week 1? Which games mean the most to teams early on in the season? Which ones get you excited? Yeah, definitely Week 0 here. Stephen F. Austin, uh, neutral site game versus Jacksonville State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is going to be a fantastic game. Uh, you know, if uh, again, we, we just talked about Jackson, Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville State moving on to the FBS, and so they are not eligible for the FCS playoffs. But I do still think this is intriguing because I have pretty high expectations for uh, Stephen F. Austin uh, this year. I think they have a chance to make a pretty decent quarterfinal run. But if all of a sudden they lose to uh, a Jacksonville State team that we don't really know a whole lot uh, about, a new head coach, a lot of transfers coming in, uh, you know, they're above the 63 scholarship limit in the FCS as they transition up. I think this is a really intriguing game and it should give us a pretty good impression of what SFA can bring to the table. And then going to uh, week one, uh, man, there's there's like there's a dozen games on Thursday. There's a dozen more games uh, on Friday, a lot more <laughs> games on Saturday. There's one on Sunday, though, Florida A&M uh, playing Jackson State, uh, two really good teams out of the SWAC. 
the reason that's interesting from just an overall national FCS level is whoever loses that game is all of a sudden going to be in, in the FCS playoff pitcher talk uh, because they're both in the same division in the SWAC. And so if, if let's say Florida A&M wins and they go on to go undefeated, all of a sudden Jackson State is, is in the pitcher uh, for the at-large bid and vice versa as well. And so that Sunday game is really intriguing to me. I agree with you. I am looking forward to those Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. Man, I'm a huge fan of their quarterback, their signal caller. Sticking on the topic of quarterbacks, I, as you know, played quarterback at Southern Illinois. So usually that's where my head goes first. That's who I'm interested in. And, and I know how important of a position it is, especially at the FCS level. Who is harder to replace at QB? Eric Berrier, formerly of Eastern Washington, Cole Kelly, Seelaw, or Cam Ward, who recently just transferred to Washington State from Incarnate Word? Oh, that's a that's a really good question because all three of those guys were just so dynamic, so good. Uh, I'll go, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Eric Berrier. I think he's going to be very tough to replace, uh, just with what he can do with his legs, what he could do uh, with his arm. Obviously, he, he just kind of had that that it factor about him, and obviously those other guys did uh, as well. But I know. Uh, it sounds like Cephas Johnson could be that guy at SLU. Uh, I know UIW, they brought in Lindsey Scott Jr. Uh, from Nichols, who is also a very, very good quarterback. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. So kind of a, yeah, and so kind of an interconference transfer, uh, transfer there uh, from Nichols to UIW. But I think replay, and I think those two guys, Johnson uh, and Lindsey Scott Jr., should be pretty solid. I, I think there's more of a question mark at Eastern Washington. Um, you know, it sounds like Gunnar Talkington is going to be their guy. Uh, I don't know if he brings that juice like Eric Berrier, like Gage Guber, like Vernon Adams. Like those are some all-time great FCS quarterbacks. I don't know if he's quite there. And so th- I think that, that that would be my answer is Eastern Washington is going to have the toughest time replacing uh, their guy. <laughs> That's a great answer. And I, and I would agree with you. And I think, you know, Lindsey Scott in the spring – was playing for Nichols, and if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, I think he dropped seventy on Incarnate Word. <laughs> yeah, I think, and that's the crazy part about the South. And you had you had Cameron Ward, you had Cole Kelly, who you know kind of get a lot, kind of got a lot of accolades. But then you had Lindsey Scott Jr. as well, who was you know throwing for five hundred yards mm-hmm. and you know rushing for a hundred yards. Um, and so that's the, I know a lot of people are a little bit down on UIW because they did lose Ward, they did lose their head coach, right? But I think Lindsey Scott Jr. is a super talented guy, uh, dual threat guy. Um, and, and so I, I think he is he as good as Cameron Ward. I don't know, but also at the same time, Cameron Ward is probably going to be an NFL draft pick in a couple of years. Uh, but I think he's going to fill in just fine, and they're they're, they're still going to have a really good offense there with Taylor Grimes leading the way at wide receiver. Sam, just hearing you talk gets me excited for the season. Like I said, he's a great follow at Sam Herter FCS. Sam, thanks so much for your time, brother. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Welcome back to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Now time for the pick segment where Chris Callum used to drag me all season. And now playing that part will be the new co-host of this program, Mr. Stone Lebanowitz. Let's just get right to it. 
Up first, Austin P is at Western Kentucky of the FBS. Kevin, I guarantee you this. This game will be tied at some point in the fourth quarter, but expect Hilltopper QB Austin Reed to just air that thing out in the fourth quarter. I'm expecting two touchdowns late in the fourth, and they're going to win this thing by double digits. I agree with you on this one, Stone. But I, just like you, I believe the Govs have a shot here. I think this ball game is going to be closer for a lot longer than Western Kentucky Hilltopper fans want it to be, but depth will win it in the end. Take the Hilltoppers over Austin P. 38-24. Number 10, Stephen F. Austin versus Jacksonville State in the FCS kickoff from Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, I love Stephen F. Austin here. They're favored by two and a half points, and I expect them to cover that. I like them at 28-24 if I can throw a score in there, Kev. Well, we all know Jacksonville State is playing with more than 63 scholarships this year, and they ain't eligible for anything. Stephen F. Austin they think they're primed for a run at Frisco. The Lumberjacks, man, they need to start fast. Keep Jacksonville State playing catch-up. I believe they will. Take Stephen F. Austin over Jacksonville State in the FCS kickoff, 31-27. Moorhead State is at number 18, Mercer. Yeah, I think Mercer rolls here. 24-point favorites, and I expect them to cover that. Like I mentioned earlier, bad taste in their mouths, right? They got snubbed. I know what that feels like, and I know what it means to a team in week one. So I expect Mercer to roll by double digits here. Is Mercer for real? Well, we're going to begin to learn the answer to that with a quickness. The Bears should handle the Eagles in Macon, and they will. Take Mercer at home over Moorhead State, 38-10. to 10. Alabama State is at Howard. Give me Larry Scott and this Howard team on the upset. They're actually six-point underdogs right now. And I love that, and I'd assume the team does as well. So give me Howard on the upset. I disagree, Stone, and I'll tell you why. Defense. Alabama State has a fantastic secondary, and those guys are willing to come up and tackle and run support. And we all know a lot of those DBs don't like to come and tackle. Alabama State's do. Take Alabama State on the road in a close one in an upset, 27-24. Florida A&M is at North Carolina of the FBS. Yeah, I hate that the Rattlers have to be the Tar Heels punching bag, but so be it. Week one, you asked for it. I like Mac Brown and his boys to roll and score over 60 points. I don't think they're going to score that much, but I, I just don't think there's enough defense for the Rattlers in this one. Tar Heels should roll, and they will. Take North Carolina, 45-13. to 13. Number four, Missouri State is at Central Arkansas. I expect fireworks in this matchup. I got Missouri State 30-20. to 20. Let's go, Jason Shelley. This is a tough one out the gate for Missouri State. And like I mentioned earlier, it kind of looks like bizarro world here with the Missouri State Bears ranked and Central Arkansas not. If Missouri State is who we think they are, they should handle Central Arkansas. I believe they will. Take Missouri State in this battle of the Bears on the stripes in Conway, Arkansas. Missouri State. 35-24. Number 12, Kennesaw State is at Samford. This one's hard to gauge, and how many points they're going to score, I don't think any of us actually know. I think this one's closer than Kennesaw State wants it to be, but I still see them edging out this victory here. Normally, in an out-of-conference game, if you're a triple option team, you'd have an advantage because more than likely, your opponent hadn't seen it in a while. Samford sees it every year in the SOCON with the Citadel Bulldogs. That's an advantage for them. Kennesaw runs a little bit different. They have speedier players than the Citadel does, no doubt. 
Xavier Shepard. I believe he'll make two or three plays in the passing game. That could be the difference. But I like Sanford in this one. Take Sanford in my upset special of the week. Bulldogs, 35. Owls, 31. Monmouth is at New Hampshire. I like Monmouth. Kind of proving us that they're here to stay in the Colonial. Pick last place. Sure, that leaves a bad taste in their mouth. So I like them by double digits, Kevin. The CAA debut for Monmouth, like Stone just said. And Tony Musket is an all-American quarterback. He's going to prove it. New Hampshire defense, they're going to be tested here early and often. I think Musket and company get the job done and win their first game ever in the CAA. Take Monmouth on the road over UNH, 30-27. to Rhode Island is at Stony Brook. Quarterback for these Rams, Kasim Hill is going to go off. I expect big numbers from him. I got Rhode Island here, and I wanted to throw in a score. 21-10, three touchdowns all from Kasim Hill. Second big CAA game of the week here. Rhode Island has high hopes for 2022. Stony Brook is tough at home, though. Expect a defensive battle on this one, and I like Stony Brook's group better. Take the Seawolves at home, 17-10. The Citadel Bulldogs hit the road to take on the Campbell Camels. Give me your Citadel Bulldogs, 27-20 over Campbell. I agree, Stone, because I'd like to go home again, maybe even (laughs) twice this football season. We'll see. But none of those guys who were coaching at Campbell have seen a triple option in quite a while. That's an advantage for the Citadel, just like I mentioned that having seen it was an advantage for Sanford in the Kennesaw game. Citadel, they're going to throw it a little bit more than usual. I expect a couple of big plays in the passing game for the Dogs will be the difference. Take the Citadel on the road over Campbell. 27-21. 27-21. The Virginia Military Institute is at number 22, Wake Forest of the FBS. Yeah, I see this scoreline being similar to UNC FAMU, those Rattlers, but I got 52-21. Give me Wake Forest and those Demon Deacons. You know, Wake Forest going to win the football game, but VMI, they're going to fight, and they have a dynamic enough offense that I don't care who you put out there on the defensive side of the ball, VMI is going to put up some points. The question is, can they stop Wake Forest enough? I don't believe they will. Give me the Demon Deacons over the VMI Cadets, 38-21. And that brings us to the end of the preseason show here on FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. FCS Nation is co-hosted by Mr. Stone Labanowitz, produced by Mr. Justin Swallows. The marketing director for FCS Nation is Miss Stacy Marshall. On behalf of all those good people, I'm executive producer and host Kevin Marshall, thanking you for making FCS Nation a small part of your football week. And like I always do, I'd like to remind you that life's a lot like football. You play by the rules and the penalties won't kill you. Until next week, so long, everybody.